0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Bold and Virtuous Podcast. I'm your host, Denisa, and I just want to thank you guys for joining me for another beautiful episode where we can learn together how to be more bold, how to be more virtuous, and how to just grow in the spirit. And today I'm going to talk about a very, very basic, but actually very important question that we have that we ask ourselves maybe sometimes, but also a question that I get a lot from the outside, um, more than the inside of the church. And that question is, why do you believe in God? right? If anyone's been asked that before, if, you, if you're a Christian and you've been asked that before, please raise your hand. <laughs> I'm sure many of you guys have been asked this before. Um, but yes, there are many times where my friends, where my work colleagues, where family members that, that do not know Christ would ask me, why? Why do you believe in him? What makes it such a big deal? Why do you care about him so much? Sometimes I get asked, why do you talk about it so much? Why do you talk about God so much and why can't you change the subject? <laughs> I definitely had that question um asked, but that's 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 a different it's a little bit of a different question, but um today I'm gonna kind of look at the reasons why why I choose God every day. Because believing in God, believing in the gospel is one thing, right? Um, So there is the foundation of knowing that Jesus Christ is our savior, of knowing that we are saved, that we are given eternal life through his sacrifice, through him dying on the cross. We are cleansed of all of our sin. And because of Jesus, we can now enter into the gates of heaven. I mean, that alone is enough to say, I choose God, you know, to be able to actually say, he gives me eternal life and saves me from eternal damnation, I think that's a pretty good reason to choose God every day. But, um, to, to take it even a step further, to show my, my non-Christian friends or anybody that is a newfound Christian that is still figuring out their beliefs and their faith, um, to show you guys, like, what it is that makes believing in God and make, makes being a child of God on a day to day basis, what makes it so beneficial, um, and not just for when we die. You know, the benefits don't just start when we die, but the Lord is faithful enough to bless us while we're here. So, first of all, He is so there, there are, um, uh, six quick little kind of things I'm going to go through. Today's going to be a shorter one, hopefully. <laughs> I always say that, but <laughs> they always end up running over. But um, yes, I have six different attributes to why I choose God every day. So the first one is He is, He is my strength and my confidence. Okay, so what does that mean? In, in Psalm forty six one it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very, very present help in time of trouble. And that could not be more true. So when you believe in God and you have him as, as your savior, he, he immediately becomes, he becomes your strength and your confidence. So, um, ever since I received him, he's just been there. He's been there to lift me up. He's been there to to encourage me, to uplift me, especially as a girl that's come from uh, insecurities and low self-esteem. I always had such difficulty like getting past the difficulties of life. And that's what God does every single time. So an example, right? Let me give you an example. So a couple of weeks ago, I had a friend of mine come to me and tell me something quite distressing. Um, so they were talking to me and in a in a strange way, they kind of really broke my heart. You know, when, when a friend comes and you just you just become so confused as to how, as to how they've gotten to that place and why they would speak to you like that. And, and you just feel a little blindsided. And that's exactly how I felt. And in the moment I just received what they told me, I went home and, and of course, what was the first thing I did? I prayed. I I went straight to my knees and I asked God, God, why is this happening? What is going on? Um, Have I been so foolish this whole time? So basically, she kind of corrected me on something and said that this whole time, your entire life, you've been doing this wrong. And you actually have to change and be a totally different person. uh, Because, uh, you know, I believe that this is what's right. And it just, it was just so out of nowhere. And I went and I I laid, I, I knelt down and I asked God, Lord, is this true? What? how could, if this is true, how could I have been so blind? Why have I, what I, why have I been so foolish in believing otherwise? And what do I do with this information? Because in a way you'd think that knowing it is helpful but actually knowing it is just sitting there clawing at my clawing at my my confidence and making me feel like I can never show my face in front of people again and I just felt incredibly distressed. I felt very, very much under attack. So after I kind of you know put everything down to the Lord, I ended up going to bed because it was quite quite a late night and then when I woke up the next morning, Again, I spoke to the Lord. I was quite embarrassed in a weird way. I don't know if you've ever felt embarrassed to come before God. There's no reason to because He knows us. But I don't know. I just felt a little bit ashamed. You know, I felt like I was too broken to come before the Lord. And I came before Him and I just started praying and opening the Bible. And it immediately, it immediately um, not only denied what that so-called friend told me, but it reminded me who I am. And it gave me that confidence back. And within the next two hours, I was able to stand up and leave my house with the biggest smile on my face, with the strength, uh, with this newfound strength just just thrust upon me. I felt so loved. I felt so encouraged um, that it literally felt like everything that that girl said the night before was just swept away and not swept under the rug don't don't misunderstand me here it was literally just erased completely so there is literally i cannot stress enough how true the the, the Psalm 46 is when it says that god is our refuge and strength and a very present help in time of trouble when we are in trouble that was that was a physical uh, that, that was an emotional a sense of trouble. But even when we are in trouble in the physical, even when something happens like that, he is our strength. He is our confidence. He kind of just came back and lifted me up. And I, I remember looking in the mirror because we have, we have a mirror in the hallway just before you leave the house to kind of, you know, check, check your makeup one last time before you, you go out. And I looked in the mirror and I couldn't not, I couldn't believe how different I looked to the night before. And the only thing—it had only been twelve hours—but the only thing that changed was the fact that I spent time with the Lord, and He was the one that gave me this truth. And that, and then after that, believe it or not, um, there were all of these people that ended up confirming that what that. Person said was totally wrong, and it was just an attack—an attack from from her, perhaps, but an attack from the devil specifically to try and tear at my confidence, to try and and tear at my at my love and patience, and to try and break me. Um, and it would have worked, seriously. It would have worked if God wasn't there to encourage me. And it was just so wonderful to hear His voice. So He is my strength and confidence. Hence, why I choose Him. Because I cannot go through these things alone. I would never be able to hold on to confidence. I think I would lose it so quickly. Um, because when, when life hits us, you know, it, it's, it's crazy how fast we can lose our confidence. But the Lord just keeps bringing it back. It's so beautiful. Number two is He is my protector. Oh my goodness, is he my protector. Uh, You know, we we know very well that in the end times, the Lord will, there was this kind of uh, thing that a lot of Christians would say where the Lord will play your life back, kind of like on a screen in front of everyone. And, you know, they kind of use that to sort of say, will you be embarrassed? Will you be ashamed if the entire if the entire humanity is sitting there watching, watching back your life, what are you going to think? What are you going to say? You know, what, what are they going to see? And seriously, sometimes I think of that moment and I think of what it is that people are going to see. And I just think all that I, I see when I look back at my life is how much the Lord protected me. I think if anything, I should have put this one as my first or, or the last one, because it is the biggest thing in my life. The Lord has always, always been my protector. And Second Thessalonians 3.3 3 says this perfectly. It says, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. So it, it not only says that he establishes, guards us, protects us, but he's faithful in it. You know, that's Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. He is faithful in doing it. He doesn't just protect you once and then leave you. He constantly guards you. He constantly establishes you against the evil one. And that is so the case in my, in my position in my life. I cannot, I cannot give enough glory to God for how much of a protector he's been. When I was younger, I used to be quite uh, distressed by the fact that so many things didn't necessarily happen for me. Um, You know, I... I, I I was very upset and felt almost like offended, because life hadn't given me everything that other people had. I wasn't popular. I didn't have all of these friends. I I even went through bullying, and I was like, "What? I'm I'm a cool person. I'm nice. Why are they bullying me?" You know, like I just always felt like I was always getting the like the bi- the bad side of the track. Like I was always given the the rotten things. I was always last to receive something. It was just I was never never first in anything. I, I just always looked at my life and always felt like I never had favor um, from God. I always felt like I was always forgotten. You know, everyone, everyone, uh, you know, was able to get a job. I couldn't. Everyone was able to, to you know, make a thousand friends. I couldn't. Everyone was able to get a boyfriend. I couldn't. You know, like it was just all these things and I just couldn't understand why it was always me at the end. And, What's beautiful is that eventually the Holy Spirit helped me mature and look back with new eyes and I realized what it was. It wasn't God forgetting me and it certainly wasn't him, you know, wanting to just make me suffer and having no favor upon me. If anything, it was exactly the opposite. You know, they say that the kingdom of God is upside down. So the things that we value in the world are the things of least value in the kingdom of God. And that's exactly how it is when it comes to protection. We think that God doesn't love us enough or bless us enough, all of the stuff, when actually what he's doing is protecting us. Guys, the amount of car crashes that could have happened in my life, the amount of like close calls that I had, um... I cannot tell you. Sometimes, I'll be honest, my fault. But other times when, you know, lorries would just come straight at you and in the very last second would move away. Or when when your car breaks down right in the middle of this road and literally this fast car comes before you and your car just somehow has the power to move just a few feet forward so you can turn to the left and get out of the way like uh, the amount of times i was almost run over or the amount of times where i would uh you know turn left or right and this random car would come out of nowhere, even though I checked a million times, like all of these attempts, I should call them, not just coincidences, but attempts to hurt me, attempts to get me into trouble where, you know, I could have hurt someone or, uh, you know, a a cyclist would come out of nowhere and I would be like, not only would I be injured, but they would be too. Maybe even, you know, their life would be gone. Like just so many moments where God would protect me and I would just lift up my gaze and my arms, right then in that moment, and I would just scream out praises to the Lord. Actually, I am 29 and I've already had three close-to-death experiences. Three. And some people don't even have a close-to-death experience, you know, once in their whole lifetime. Um, and they were like bad ones as well. I don't have time to go into each one, but, you know, two of them were uh, from coming from nature. So one of them was where I almost drowned. The other one was, I, again, could have drowned slash hit my head really hard, about like it missed by a millimeter. And the other time was my health. So all of them, all of them were things that I could not control. And none of them were my fault. None of them were me kind of, you know, making this mistake like, oh, why did you, you know, why did you drive so fast? It, it had nothing to do with that. It was literally completely out of my control. But God would come and save me every single time. And I am here I am recording this podcast because he's been so faithful every single time. So how, how, how can I not choose him when he literally saves my life every day, every day, every day, every day. Um, Sometimes I just, I look at my day to day life and I feel like, you know what, my life is so fragile and if God wasn't in control, I I don't, I think I would have died a long time ago. Um, If, if not by, you know if not by my own hand because I had, you know, suicidal thoughts when I was younger, but, you know, by accidents, by intentions of the enemy. Like there was just so, so many times. But also I I will mention this quickly as well. Protection also comes in the sense of people, in the sense of emotional protection, um, in the sense of mental protection. Like there's so many times where I would want to be friends with someone and I would just sit there and pursue them and pursue them. And it just didn't work. And I would just sit there and ask God, like, what is wrong with me? Why, why won't you let me have a friend? Like I had a season in my life where I just lost every friend that I had. Or I just couldn't find any friends. None of them would stick around. And I just couldn't figure out what it was. And I realized later when I, you know, I would have a mutual friend with someone. And then they would tell me about that friend that I pursued for a long time. And they would be like, oh... Girl, you are lucky. You missed out on such a nightmare. So well done for stepping away. Like so many times that that would happen, you know, or or jobs that again didn't happen for me that I would then find out later that the company ended up in bankruptcy or things like that. Like God just completely protected me in every way. So I have to choose him. I have to. I, I literally cannot survive otherwise. Um, number three, he... I choose him because he is my love. He is my loved one, you know, um, the the, the one and only my loved and beloved in first John four sixteen, it says, God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. So when we abide with God, when we spend time with him, when we choose him, it is impossible for love not to be present. You know, as, as first John says, it's, he is love. Therefore, when you are with God, he loves us and we end up loving more. He inspires me to love others so much more. And he loves me. He gives me so much love every day that, you know, it is, it is sown into that confidence that he gives me that I mentioned earlier, but also it helps me that if others reject me which happens a lot or if you know if people reject me or even family and i don't just mean reject like in the sense of kicking you out of their life which can happen as well and has happened a lot to me but you know people rejecting um you or rejecting your intention or maybe you really you you really put a thought into something and a, a, that person, you give it to them and that person just completely rejects it or, or disrespects you and just shoves all of that love that you tried to show out the window. You know what? With God, I'm okay. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. I'm human, but I'm able to forgive so much faster and I'm able to to just move on and to love that person again and to keep loving them despite the way they treat me, despite them rejecting me. Um, And I'm able to, to stay together. You know, I've seen people that are rejected and it just tears them to pieces and they are unable to put themselves back together again. And even if they do, they are forever scarred. Whereas with God, when I have this eternal love, And even though it can be hard to be rejected, you know what, you go back to God and you almost fall in love with him even more. You know, like I've had a few times when when guys would reject me, right, where I would be interested in a guy. And in the past, every guy I was interested in never, never liked me back. It was always the guys I wasn't interested in that, that were interested in me don't ask me why. I have no idea. It must be another one of God's protection. But it was just, it was never, you know, it was never mutual when it was definitely from my side. And I would always, you know, feel rejected when they would come and just be like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying yes to this. No, thanks. And they would go away. Sometimes they would date someone, somebody that was literally exactly like me. And I'm like, what? Like, I was exactly the same. How? how on earth, what was the difference between us? Like, why did you reject me if you were going to go with a girl that's exactly the same? So, you know, I would just be so confused. And, but then I would come to God and believe it or not, I would just fall in love with God even deeper. Because it would teach me that God never rejects me, that he is just constantly there. His love is is one that never ends, is one that never goes dry or cold. It's one that is constant. And imagine that, like if you've never experienced a constant love, like, wow, you are missing out. Like it is, it is infallible. It is supernatural. There is no other way to describe it because no man, no man is able to love a person the exact same way from beginning to end. Even if they fall back in love with their first love or whatever, they will go through seasons. They will go through ups and downs. They will go through a season where they really dislike them or, you know, they say the first year of marriage is always the hardest because, you know, you, you kind of can easily grow tired of each other or frustrated or whatever. And you were just super, super in love with this person, hence why you married them. And then a year later, you get frustrated. Like, this is what I mean. Even the most in, in love people will still go through seasons and yet god never does he is always fully and completely in love with us he is completely devoted every minute of every day and i just you know you just you can't get enough you don't even need even if, even when i'm lonely sometimes like yes do do i want to hug do i want people to talk to of course god himself said it's not good for man to be alone so i'm not denying the fact that we need other people but Even in those moments, you know, God finds a way to send us people that we need. And if he doesn't, like I've had moments where I was in my bed and um, I was totally disconnected from anybody and I didn't know many people. I couldn't connect with my family back home very well. This was in Spain when I first moved there and it just, I felt very alone and God would come every single day and would just sit next to me. Even if I didn't feel him, even if I if I didn't sit there thinking, Oh yes, I'm not alone, I'm with you. I just I, I just knew that he loved me. And because I knew he loved me, I knew he couldn't he couldn't abandon me. Therefore, it's almost like for a moment I didn't even need another person. Like I said before, with the rejection, like again, I I would just fall deeper in love with him because I felt so accepted and so comforted by this, by this God. And that is exactly why I don't only choose God every day, but I need him because that kind of love you can't find anywhere else. And I don't, I don't think I could survive without it now. Now I'm so used to having such a, a linear love, such a substantial and and confident and incredibly present love that I don't think I could survive without it. I think I would expect too much of people and they would only let me down. All right, number four. I choose him because in him I find wisdom. And again, this is, again, one of my favorite things about the Lord. In Colossians 2, two to three, it's talking about the father and, and Christ here. And it says in him whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So it, it talks about him as the one who hides all forms of wisdom, all forms of knowledge, the the biggest treasures, the biggest, most precious and valuable treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in the Lord. And why are they hidden? Because not everybody will find it. You know, at first, a lot of people will look at God and see him as a mythical creature or others who do believe in him will see him as this, you know, ferocious beast who just wants to strike and condemn. And others will just see God as this weakling and vulnerable being that we disappoint every day. He's not like that. There is wisdom and knowledge hidden in the Lord. Hidden meaning we need to go and seek it. We need to find it. And the more that you search for him, the more that you get to know him, you find more wisdom. You find it. He exposes more and more of it. He doesn't just give you all the wisdom and the the knowledge in two seconds of knowing him, but it it comes in time because we need maturity. Let's be honest. Even even in, in life, right? When you live life, you're not born and that's it. You're wise instantly, you grow into wisdom. And even people that are geniuses, you know, yes, they may have the ability to learn, but they're babies. They start talking and immediately start calculating algebra. Someone has to teach them, you know. So that's what I mean. We accumulate knowledge and wisdom as we go along. And that is exactly what happened with, with the Lord. But the beautiful thing about him is just like his love, his wisdom is not limited, and, you know, sometimes I find that I, I, I love, I love being there for people. I love praying for people. I love listening to their problems. You know, for a long time, I actually considered being a counselor because I just, I love giving people advice. And I did, I, I, I do have a, a level one counseling skills certification. Um, in the end, I, I, I didn't continue. And to this day, sometimes I regret it because I think it would have been the most amazing job. But I I just love being able to be there and counsel and pray and and guide people. And when I do that, a lot of times what happens is these moments of wisdom come through in humility and they just come out with this advice or these statements and these things. And I'm, even I hear them and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was good. <laughs> and I don't do that in the sense to, to, to brag. I'm like, oh, I'm so smart. It's not that, but it's in the sense of I just go... I go back home and I just sit there and glorify the Holy Spirit for his wisdom. He amazes me in how he uses me because I can see that that wisdom is in me because the Holy Spirit is in me. And because I abide in him, he comes and he is able to reveal those treasures to me. And then in turn, they come out and I'm able to share them with other people. And it's just so beautiful. And it makes... You know, wisdom can make a person be so incredibly deep, and when it, the way can the way wisdom connects you to another person is exceptional. Truly, the way they they look at you, you know, and they just think, "Wow, you get it," you know but that's what i'm saying like i am i am a limited human being i would never be able to connect with that many people i would never be able to understand and relate and and see those things and be able to respond to some of the things that i hear in the same way if i was alone it is god who gives me that wisdom and i just i find it so incredibly beautiful when it comes straight from his mouth and into my own, or if it just comes to me, you know, in the day-to-day lessons of life, the way he teaches me wisdom is just beautiful and it helps me grow. Right. Um, the penultimate, he is my healer. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalm one hundred forty-seven, three. So everyone knows that our God is a healer. He is the one who heals. He is the one who binds up our wounds. Who 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 kind of you know stitches them up? He who plasters them, who puts who helps us to close up our wounds, uh, uh the, the the wounds of the brokenhearted and the, and the physical wounds and mental wounds, any form of of wounds that we have. He's honestly he's worked on me for the past two decades. And every day I just see more and more of how he is changing me and who he's turning me into. And it's so beautiful to to just see myself becoming more and more like him every day and not more like me, you know, because in this world, everybody, everybody says, oh, you should be yourself. You should become more like yourself. But. That's the beautiful thing about God is he doesn't want us to just be ourselves. Yes, we can be ourselves in the sense of being honest. We should be honest about what we like, what we don't like, um, you know, how we feel, things like that. Yes, that's sincerity, but that's not necessarily being yourself. That's just being sincere on how you feel and, and what you like or don't. But that doesn't mean that you let those emotions guide your character, right? If you If you don't like pasta... And all your friends are going to an Italian restaurant and the only thing you can order is pasta. Okay, fine, you don't, you don't like pasta, all right. Well, you look past that and you, you get it you, to eat or you, you get a dessert instead and you make the best out of the situation in order to make sure that the time you spent with your friends is, is spent in a calm and peaceful and enjoyable manner, right? So that shows integrity and that shows character, that's that. That shows that you are not going based on your feelings. You're not just sitting there moaning. Oh, I didn't want pasta. Let's go. My goodness, why are you all here? Like, you know, that that would be what a child does because they do not know how to control their feelings, and they don't know how to how not to respond just based on their emotions. But we as adults, we know better, or should do. Um, and that's that's the difference. You know, the the, the funny thing is though. That honestly, if I was to listen to the world, so if I didn't have God, and if I didn't choose him every day, he wouldn't be my healer, meaning he wouldn't have healed me of low self-esteem, he wouldn't have healed and delivered me of all my insecurities, he wouldn't have healed all those wounds and traumatic experiences I had as a child, I would have still been scarred. I would have still been broken. My heart would still be, would still find it so difficult to trust people. I would still be that tiny little broken, broken winged bird that would just be so afraid to ever try to fly again. Like I would just never truly fall into who God made me to be because I would just look at who the world made me become. Or another thing people do is they take those traumas and they turn them into pride and they, they mistake pride for confidence. They say, yeah, I love who I am, blah, blah, blah. But if you sit and talk to them just a little longer, you realize how wounded and scarred they are because the, this life will not will not just heal you on its own. It may patch up wounds because it will help you forget but it will never truly and completely heal you you know god can make it heal in the sense of as though it was never there just to 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 patch it up to be able to talk about like like um what's his name like like nick Vojcik. I've, i don't know how to say his last name but the, the he's known as the man without limbs who preaches the gospel have you seen him he literally will just stand there on a table and just talk about how he, he about his greatest insecurity, the insecurity that practically made him want to, to drown himself, made, made him want to, to kill himself when he was younger. And he talks about this insecurity as though it's the biggest, most biggest blessing of his life, where he just sits, yeah, I'm born with that like this, but I love God. And I, my confidence is in him. And he just stands there like, who would be able to do that without God? Like, I just, I just don't think it's ever possible to find that confidence on your own. Plus, um, you know, if I was to just be myself without God, I think I would be the most selfish, narrow minded, judgmental and moody person out there because I do have moments where, you know, that self does come through and I've seen it as I've grown um, that that's exactly who I am naturally God tells me, no, that's not who I want you to be. I want you to be kind. I want you to be understanding. I want you to be open-minded and forgiving. And I want you to have joy. And that's exactly what he gives me. But again, I cannot find these things on my own. And I certainly cannot find them in a in a place that is temporary. The world offers these things maybe. Maybe you have a little bit of fun at the the cinema or the bowling alley with your friends. But you go home on your own and that sadness you had before is still there the, the the bowling alleys doesn't take it away why why are people depressed why are people suicidal because these the, the things of this world do not end the negative things and battles that we face they do not end them and if you don't know how to what weapon to use and in this case the weapon is you know Jesus and the word of god If you do not have that, then how can you ever defeat it alone? I will never understand how people can survive without God because, I don't know, I I could never do it. I could never do it. Um, And last but not least, he is my refuge. I've kind of mentioned this a little before when I was talking about strength and confidence, but refuge, I'm talking about specifically a place of safety. So Proverbs 18.10 says it perfectly. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Oh, I love that, that proverb, uh, Proverbs 18.10. Another, another great one is Psalm 31.20, which says, you hide them. This is God. You hide them in the secret place of your presence from the conspiracies of man. You keep them secretly in a shelter from the strife of tongues. So, basically, that's talking about how God hides us in the secret place. he He keeps us away from the judgments and the and the talks and the tongues, you know, uh, out there, that the things that people say about us. It, it just it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect you. Like I was talking about before about the rejection. Like when God protects you and keeps you in that refuge and secret place, they cannot reach you. you know, you just, you, it's almost like you don't mind. It's not just that you don't care. You don't mind because you know that it is not their opinion of you that, that, that justifies who you are or gives you the most important thing, which is salvation. It is God alone. So it it is so comforting, you know, and with God, why is he my refuge? Because with him, I always have somewhere to run to. I have him. I have someone to complain to, someone to cry with, someone to laugh with when I'm full of joy, someone to to get a hug from when I need comfort, uh, even if it's not physical. Trust me, the Lord has hugged me many times. A hug gives you comfort and he has comforted me extensively and he is someone to speak with, I am someone that is like most girls, I'm someone that needs to express my emotions, that constantly needs to communicate, and I don't always have people to listen, you know, I don't, sometimes I need a person to just sit there for four four hours while I just badger on about, you know, this one thing that happened, and I don't always have people available, or, you know, some friends just don't want to do that, so, I go to Jesus and I know he's there from beginning to end. If it's four hours, if it's six, if it's seven, if it's 24 hours, like he will still be listening. He will still care. He will not sit there and roll his eyes and think, oh girl, like oh, I'm tired of listening to you. He will, he loves spending time with us. And that is, that is the reason he's my refuge. Um, because I'm never alone ever. I never have to go through life alone. And it, I mean, if, if I could sit there and, and give you a gift that would suggest that no matter what you go through, no matter how, how it may look or what you may see, to have the certainty that you will never be alone. So you have this option or the option of, yeah, you won't have this. You're going to live life alone. You can do it by yourself. You'll decide everything on your own. But you won't have any guidance and you certainly will be alone like what what would you choose because to me I'm sorry but it's just it's so obvious like who would choose otherwise (laughs) if you can choose the 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 one who is eternally with you you know none of us want to ever be alone why would we choose otherwise um He's, he's the one who is in constant understanding with me. He's the one who never, who, who never judges me, you know, who just gets me, um, and never judges me wrong because he knows me better than, than I know myself. And sometimes I have, I I have these conversations with friends where I do have moments where sometimes I, I miscommunicate things or I, I express myself in the wrong way, like, like we all do. And then I have friends who sometimes just jump without giving me a, a second chance to explain and. I feel, I feel judged, and I feel immediately rejected, even though, like, that was not what I was trying to say. And I try to explain myself, but I don't have time. And, you know, it, it, the, those moments can really come and just make you feel very uh, misheard. And as though they're, they're trying to kind of Shut you up and and keep you from speaking, keep you from expressing yourself. and and a lot of people can do that, even family, it's it's not something that's always intentional. Sometimes, you know, some people just think higher higher of themselves and they don't really want to give people that time. But with God, he's always there. He's always uh he always allows me to speak and even if he needs to correct me even if he needs to rebuke me or convict me of my sin or things that i've done wrong he does it so gently that i am you know i'm looking forward to changing rather than just you know shutting me up and telling me no you're wrong like The Lord allows me to speak, allows me to express myself, and then brings me to the understanding and to the revelation of what it is that I've done wrong, helping me forgive myself, helping me ask forgiveness, and helping me to be better from then on. And I just don't think any man can do that on a consistent basis. And certainly not to the degree that God can with the love and kindness he provides and, and the wisdom that he gives as well. So those, those are my, my six reasons. I, like I said, (laughs) I thought this was going to be a fast one, but I, I just, I can never get enough of talking about God and bragging about what a wonderful, wonderful father and savior and king he is to to me and to my life. He is someone that is actively pursuing me every day and he is one that I'm in a relationship with. And this is, this is why, because he is all these things. This is proof that I'm in a relationship with him. You can see why I choose him. I choose him because he is all these things to me. And he is much more than that. Okay. He's not just these, the six things. I just tried to kind of summarize as much as I could in, in this quick podcast. It's not a quick one. I still, still somehow made it to, to 40 minutes, but thank you for listening. I really hope that this this encouraged you to see who God is and can be. So let me just pray before we end. Dear Lord Jesus, oh, I praise you and I praise you and I praise you. I bless your name because you are so wonderful and great. You are mighty counselor. You are redeemer. You are our comforter and our peace. Oh, bless your name for how many names you carry. And and what a wonderful God you are to us. God, I thank you so much because you are all of these things to us, your children. Thank you for every child of God that is listening at the moment that has experienced and that knows you in all the same things that I've mentioned today. And I pray that you continue to help us to keep leaning on you, God. Uh, for each necessity and to just keep remembering that we cannot do this life without you. And for anyone who has not received you yet, Lord, I pray that you speak to their heart, that you show them the thirst that their souls have for you and that you remind them that they need you, that each soul is made with a yearning and a calling for God. Therefore, I pray for any soul, God, that has not met you yet to be able to to hear your voice through this podcast and to know that you are calling out to them to be all the things I mentioned and more to them also. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I hope this was useful. I hope that it inspires you to get to know Jesus more and more, to continue leaning on him and to together become that much more bold and virtuous together i will see you guys in the next podcast thank you for listening don't forget to leave a comment down below where whatever app you're using and to give this a five-star review if you're enjoying the podcast so far i really appreciate it be blessed my beautiful sisters and i'll see you in the next one bye